was afraid for a little thing. If soap and M was known to need a token diamond ring. If soap and M was known to need a token diamond ring. If soap and M was known to need a token diamond ring.
friends and welcome to another edition of Pushing the Envelope Music Decidedly Left of Center, featuring the finest in the outer realms of contemporary music from the worlds of rock, jazz, classical, world music, spoken word, ambient, electro-acoustic, etc, 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 with a healthy dollop of new and classic progressive rock and jazz rock fusion. We open today's festivities with a recent acquisition made during a foodie trip to Philadelphia and hitting up a couple of UCD record stores along the way from the residents. The classic Available Now album released in 1978 here a re-release, remaster from 1988, and we heard the opening track, Edwina. The resident's website provides quite the history. In 1978, the official word was that the resident's had stated not available could never be released. The group claimed that they had recorded their musical film noir masterpiece in secrecy as a way of exercising their theory of obscurity to its fullest. In strict accordance with the theory, the work could never be released until its creators no longer recalled its existence. But those steeped in the lore of the residents have long known that the recording of the album was really an exercise in group therapy. The real reason that the band wished to deny its existence was the fact that they felt the work was too personally revealing. What is not generally known, though, is that as a part of their therapeutic process, the residents actually considered the idea of creating an operetta based on not available, casting the primary roles with the actual inhabitants of the group's internal drama, enacting the pseudo-drama within a psychodrama, the internal conflict still not completely understood by all of its participants, became much more clear as the player characters instinctively acted out their roles. That being said, Not Available was not meant to be released. It was an attempt to take N. Sonata's theory of obscurity to its logical conclusion. Sonata, a cohort of the residents, maintained that an artist does his or her best work in isolation, free from influences of an audience. If the artist is modifying his or her ideas to suit the tastes of the audience, the work is being corrupted. The album was not to be released until the band themselves had forgotten completely about its existence so that there would be no potential audience 
to influence its development. The eventual publication of Not Available came about as a result of a problem within the band. In 1978, the residents were working on Eskimo, a much-touted major release. However, after a disagreement with the Cryptic Corporation, their original record company, the band disappeared to England with the Eskimo master tapes. Needing something to release, the Cryptics pulled, quote, some old tapes off the shelves and released them as Not Available, complete with ads in the UK music press announcing now it can be sold. So the main story of Available Now has to do with a real love triangle that took place within the band and their expression of that situation. Ways you may make contact with Pushing the Envelope and yours truly, I'm Joel Crutt, via email pushing the envelope whus at gmail.com. The item that is now standing in for what used to be Twitter, at E-N-V-P-U-S-H-E-R, numeral one. And to hear this and prior programs, go to podbean.com and search under Pushing the Envelope, and you'll be able to look at all the playlists that go along with each show, as well as listen and uh, download prior programs. So enjoy. We're going to enter phase one with new music from composer Brian Baumbush, featuring the Gamelan Ensemble Nata Swara, a piece composed between 2018 and 2021 entitled Prisms for Gene Davis. This is off a New World Record release entitled Chemistry for Gamelan and String Quartet. Liner notes tell us prisms for Gene Davis is divided into nine sections, or prisms, named for their geometric dimensions. Moreover, prisms for Gene Davis can be thought of as a refraction of Baumbush's relationship to both American minimalism and Balinese music. Each prism is based on a sequence of 12 skeletal melody tones heard in the lowest pitch instruments in any given movement that are proportioned differently in each movement, thus creating a variety of musical polyhedrons. Though the piece's title evokes the work of the minimalist color field painter Gene Davis, it stands apart from many works in the minimalist music canon pioneered by such composers as Terry Riley, Philip Glass, and Steve Reich. With experience performing the music of Glass and Reich, Baumbush is caught between this world and the world of Balinese music, music he has taught since 2014 and played since before that. While at face value, the driving pulse sustained through prisms for Gene Davis seems to share similarities with Reich's short melodic rhythmic cells, chosen because they do not detract focus from the systematic processes toward which Reich wishes to draw our attention. Baumbush, feeling more closely in dialogue with Balinese musical forms, calls us to attend to timescales far longer than Reich's punchy grooves. In its entirety, Brian Baumbush's Prisms for Gene Davis. As we enter phase one of today's Pushing the Envelope, here on 91.7 WHUS.
Steps of clock in my veins, in my veins. 
Greetings. We closed out phase one of today's Pushing the Envelope with two tracks from a recent compilation, Compilation 24, subtitled Different Angles, from the folks at Owl Ripper Records. We closed out with Condemned from Morbid Beauty, a study on grim and ironic humor in desperate or hopeless situations. And from the same compilation 24, we heard from Pharmacia, experimental techno pop from Argentina featuring Ariel and Diego Sima, a track called My Computer Crash. Before that, find from my Philly excursion in a $1 pile, Aisha Kandisha's Jarring Effects out on the Baraka El Fornacci label from 1991, a track called Mulsinia. This group was formed in Marrakesh in 1987 to develop a Shabi dance crossover. Shabi is a popular Moroccan music to be influenced by diverse elements such as reggae, raga, hip-hop, ambient, trance, house, and experimental noises. The group was named after a spirit from Moroccan mythology. Aisha Kandisha is a figure in the form of a woman, legion, manifold, a mass psychosis. Paul Bowles said that she was married 25 years ago to 35,000 men in Morocco. A lot of the people in Bear Rashid, the psychiatric hospital, are married to her. Hmm. Before that... We heard electronics from Bunker, B-U-N-K-R, a track called For the Birds, and that's from an interesting compilation just out from the folks at Werma Foxma, entitled You Are the Fabric, WFR London, June 10th, 2023. WFR London was scheduled at the height of the English summertime at London's famous Water Rats. For eight magical hours, the venue belonged to Werma Foxma Records, its artists, and its loyal fans. Operating somewhere east of Eden on the hazy peripherals of dance music, bunker and slaves, dust-coated synthesizers, dilapidated drum machines, and rusted effects boxes to craft 4-4 tunes for its impatient overlords. Utilizing the familiar concepts and components of techno, electronica, and ambient, bunker goes about its business sculpting a unique hybrid designed for headphones and discotheques alike. Before that, Boston Denizen's Sky Jelly, a re-release of a 2016 album, Blank Panthers, Priest, Expert, or Wizard. And we heard a track called Acosta, and they describe themselves as a band who appreciate how a bit of lo-fi entropy fits into their songs. Sky Jelly. And we started that set out with Prisms for Gene Davis, featuring the Gamelan ensemble Nata Suara, and composed by Brian Baumbush from his new release on New World Records, Chemistry for Gamelan and String Quartet. We're going to head into Phase 2 with new music from the folks at Other Minds Records, featuring the compositions of Samuel Adams, and the name of the release is Current. We're going to hear Violin Diptych, parts one and two, entitled Playing Changes, 
and Changes Move, featuring Karen Gamio on violin and Connor Hannock on piano. Diptych is a work dating from 2020, the result of Adams turning his attention from a large orchestral work that he realized might not be heard for several years to small, nimble pieces not on commission, but out of an organic desire to directly connect with my closest collaborators. Inspired by visual art diptychs, an artwork consisting of two pieces or panels that together create a singular art piece, both medieval and modern, the work naturally invites comparison between two parts that complement and comment on each other. The first part, playing changes, is what the composer calls a floating soliloquy for violin alone. This movement itself is a kind of diptych. It is filled with musical acknowledgments of its own historical roots in Bach's solo violin works, while its expressive language is firmly fixed in the present. The same proportions and harmonic character are used for the second movement, Changes Move, which also adds piano to the texture and complexity to the implied conversation with the past. Samuel Adams' violin diptych. As we enter phase two of today's Pushing the Envelope, here on 91.7 WHUS.
of Pushing the Envelope with music remastered in 2023, recorded in 2004, organic lo-fi ambient multi 
instrumentalist Aiden Baker, his release out on Broken Spine Productions, entitled Tense Surface, and we heard the track Encase and Close Me. From Boston Denizen Petri Dish, he's put out some really cool stuff lately, so I must play Dream TV, his latest digital release recorded at home from 2017 to 2023, everything by Petri Dish, and we heard a track called Hotu Togisu. Before that, music from the late Ingram Marshall, composer and featured on electronic processing classical guitar from Clement Marshall off a compilation from the folks at Cold Blue Music entitled Cold Blue 2. And we heard Son of So Pod, which was written specifically for the CD and is based on Marshall's earlier piece, So Pa, S-O-E hyphen P-A. He writes of his creation of Son of So Pa. So Pa is an extended work for solo classical guitar with digital delay processing written for Benjamin Verdery a number of years ago. In 2006, my son Clement, then a pre-med student at Brown University, surprised me by sending me an MP3 file of his own realization of the short middle movement of the piece. This inspired me to remix or reconstruct his version, subjecting it to various delay and modulation processes. I sent it to him asking his approval and got a lukewarm response. He was a little critical of the ending and somewhat sarcastically suggested that I'd probably throw in a recording of me singing hymns from when I was eight. I have actually done this in other pieces. Of course, I took his advice. And speaking of Benjamin Verdery, his latest release on new focus recordings in tandem with the Ulysses String Quartet, entitled A Giant Beside You, and we heard a track called About to Fall. Composed and featuring Ben Verdery on electric guitar is dedicated to the recently passed composer Ingram Marshall, a longtime colleague of Verdery at Yale University. The evocative work grows from one gestural idea, a swell initiated by electric guitar or strings that is passed off to a different subset of the ensemble at its peak. From Joshua Iqban and Chaulista, from a digital release from 2021 called Apparition, we heard a cover of the Radiohead tune Weird Fishes, produced and performed by Chaulista, all arrangements by Joshua Iqbal. Steve Roach, his latest release out on Project Records, entitled Rest of Life. We heard a track called Sit With Me. The title Rest of Life, Steve reveals, is drawn from my relationship to time itself. The priceless value of time and how we engage, rest, immerse, play with, step out of, create, and love within our precious time on this planet. Every day I feel the rest of life revealing itself in subtle yet dramatic ways. We return to the music of Flatina, who I've been in touch with lately. She sent me 
Lakefield Sound Experiment, a noisy collage split into three parts of heavily processed field recordings taken from various locations in and around Larkfield Industrial Estate, Greenock, Scotland. And we heard Lakefield Sound Experiment number two. Interstitials, new music from Nicole Ramperso. Her new release entitled Sodad, out on Ansible, A-N-S-I-B-L-E, editions. From the liner notes of composer Allison Cameron, Nicole's use of noise and found sounds goes hand in hand with her fascination with effects pedals and incorporating live signal processing into her performances. With these tools, she opens up new worlds of texture for her compositions. Live manipulation of the dials on the pedals extends the possibilities of her expression making real-time improvisation, combined with real-time composition, an integral part of her solo performances. Part of her process is in choosing specific pedals which include different variations of micro-loopers and glitch delay. Each of these pedals create different degrees of unpredictability, i.e. you don't know which part of your playing is going to be looped until the pedal spits it out. Nicole is drawn to this type of processing because she says it's similar to ruminating in that you can get fixated on something and let it grow, expand into something else. And we opened up that set with the new release from Samuel Adams out on Other Minds Records, Current. Karen Gamyo on violin and Connor Hannock on piano brought us Violin Diptych. Have a good week, friends. We will see you next time. Until then, take care.